Uh, on the, for the Daily Sports Report, Alex Drain, good night and go blue. If Pandora's was box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. Good evening. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture and events going on around town every Thursday evening at 6.30. Starting tonight in Detroit, it's Detroit A Go-Go, a collection of great soul artists performing around, around not around one place, Burt's, Burt's Warehouse in Detroit. Many great artists that maybe have been overlooked in this country, like Kim Weston and Pat Lewis. Pat Lewis, great soul singer, who was interviewed on Monday night on this very radio station. And the Vandellas, the original backup singers for Martha Reeves. All of these performers at Detroit Agogo at Burt's in Detroit. Lots of folks from England coming over to see those shows. These folks have come to appreciate a lot of the soul artists that sometimes Americans have not. But in celebration of this, here's some Detroit soul music that has been overlooked. Here are the Detroit Land Apples, and this is I Need Help. It seems like they need help with the lyrics because there are none. Here we go.
the Detroit land apples and I need help. I need to look up. I need help finding out what Detroit land apples means. But nonetheless, there they are. Is it anything like road apples, which are the lovely deposits uh, given to us by horses? I'm not really exactly sure. In the meantime, coming up this weekend, I've uh, got to let you know about some events going on around town, especially food-related events. Coming up on October 28th, the Agrarian Adventure will have its annual harvest brunch at Great Oak Co-Housing. And it's going to have such things as a Getz Farms Roasted Sweet Potato Poblano Pepper Hash with Tantre Farms Grilled Sweet Corn Succotash, Black Oaks Farms Pork Belly Confit with a dollop of brinery kimchi on top and a back 40 acres duck egg, and Plymouth, Plymouth, Plymouth Orchard's Quinoa Oatmeal. You can say that again. I guess I need help myself. And Apple Compote. Maple Fall Berry Compote with Ernst Farms Grits, Green Tea Pancakes, Powdered Sugar, Calder Dairy Whipped Cream on top. The Agrarian Adventure having a harvest brunch to support the Agrarian Adventure. And they describe themselves as partnering with K-12 schools to enrich students' connection between the foods they eat, their personal health, and the health of their communities and the environment. They say through experiential education in sustainable food and agriculture, local food and healthy learning in the cafeteria, they connect students to the sources of their food and empower them to transform their lives and food culture in positive ways. That's the Agrarian Adventure. They've got a website, agrarianadventure.org. And the event is at Great Oak... (laughs) I said I need help, didn't I? That's at Great Oak Co-Housing... This Sunday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's at the Agrarian Adventure. Find out more about that at agrarianadventure.org. Find out about their suggested donation amount and all of the above and how you can volunteer to help the group. In the meantime, this fellow definitely needs help. Here is a song about something you might find in a, in a vegetable garden. This is a little bit of horticulture for you. This is the Lean Green Vegetable Fiend from t'other side of the moon by none other than Nervous Norvis. Don't get nervous. This is a whale, 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 whale of a tail, tail, tail. I'm a-telling you. If you are wise, 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 you will surmise, mise, mise. It's not hullabaloo. If I'm a sap, 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 having a nap, 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 crazy as a loon, tell what I can, can, can of the screen man, 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 from t'other side of the moon, oh. He was a lean, he was a green, he was a lean, green vegetable bean, from Juno on the other side of the moon, oh. With pointed ears and pointed nose, with pointed chin and pointed toes, the likes of him you won't be meeting with soon, oh. He's a lot greener than a doctor's pill, and brother, it ain't chlorophyll, but just the same you'd like this little goon. He's never mean, just lean and green, you'd love this little vegetable fiend, from Juno on the other side of the moon, oh. I heard a rap, 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 and then a tap, 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 Coming from my window What I saw there, there, there Made my poor hair, hair, hair Stand 
dried up on Ando. For what appeared, peered, peered was just so weird, weird, weird. I felt like I ought to swoon. Into my home, home, home came this green gnome, gnome, gnome from t'other side of the moon. He was a lean, he was a green, he was a lean green vegetable fiend From Juno on the other side of the moon, oh With pointed ears and pointed nose, with pointed chin and pointed toes The likes of him you won't be meeting with soon, oh He's a lot greener than a doctor's pill And brother, it ain't chlorophyll, but just the same you'd like this little goon He's never mean, just lean and green. You love this little vegetable fiend from Juno on the other side of the moon. Oh, from a Juno on the other side of the moon. Oh, ho, ho. I'd say that pretty much goes without saying. That is Nervous Norvis and the lean green vegetable fiend from t'other side of the moon. Nervous Norbus, best known for his song Transfusion, but Ape Call was a mighty great one. Says here on this collection on Norton Records called Stone Age Woo, dig the Stone Age gristle of the Nervous One's privately pressed platters, demos, and unissued Melorooney Masters. Be Zorch, Daddy-o. Go Ape. Be Zorch, okay? Just, would you do that for me? Be Zorch. Appreciate it. This is a bulletin from The Guardian, and very troubling indeed. It says here, Trouble brewing. Trouble brewing. Climate change to cause dramatic beer shortages. Brewing. Get it? Trouble is brewing for the world's beer drinkers, with climate change set to cause dramatic price spikes and supply shortages. According to new research, extreme heat waves and droughts will increasingly damage the global barley crop, meaning a common ingredient of the world's favorite alcoholic beverage will become scarcer. Key brewing nations are forecast to be among the worst hit, including Belgium, the Czech Republic, and Ireland. The researchers said that compared with life-threatening impacts of global warming, such as the floods and storms faced by millions, a beer shortage may seem relatively unimportant, but they said it would affect the quality of life of many people. Says Professor Dabo Guan at the University of East Anglia, one of the research team, there is little doubt that for millions of people around the world, the climate impacts on beer availability and price will add insult to injury. There's something fundamental about the cross-cultural appreciation of beer. If you still want to still, if you still want to still, it says twice, I think. Did they deliberately have the word still twice? You don't do beer in a still. That's a whole other story. If you still want to still have a couple of pints of beer while you watch the football, then climate change action is the only way out. This is the key message. This research is published in the journal Nature Plants. It used climate models to examine the impact of extreme weather on barley yields over the next 80 years. If carbon emissions are not curbed, the analysis found that beer consumption will fall by about a third in Ireland, Belgium, and the Czech Republic. In the UK, a quarter fewer pints would be sunk, with 14% fewer bottles being opened in the U.S. 14%. In China, now the world's biggest beer consumer, the consumption is forecast to fall by 9%. In Australia, just 7% fewer colder ones will be downed, partly 
because it's one of the few places where climate change may make barley growing easier in some regions. Oh, Australia, aren't you lucky? Looking at the impact on price, the research found that Poland's beer drinkers would be hardest hit in the worst-case scenario, with the cost of beer rising almost fivefold. In Ireland, Belgium, and the Czech Republic, prices would double. These nations would be most affected because they brew and drink a lot of beer and import most of their brewing barley. Huh. Only about a sixth of the world's barley harvest is used for beer. Most is fed to livestock. But the researchers found that the economics of the market mean hungry animals are prioritized when the grain is in short supply. This means disproportionately large decreases in barley for brewing. And now you know. Further climate and pricing conditions could, could, could put beer out of reach for hundreds of millions of people around the world, said Professor Stephen Davis at the University of California, Irvine, and one of the research team. Meanwhile, the comedian harmonists say, I'll drink to that. Prost, 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 Prost,
That's right. The Comedian Harmonists, recorded in Germany in 1932. That is, let's have another beer. Might as well drink to it, huh? So this is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike. It'll be that way for a while. It's about quarter to seven, and Arwolf is here. He's going to set up his special show, Face the Music, just for you in just a moment. In the meantime, some news from Melbourne, Australia. Goes like this, as soon as the screen tells me. Here we go. This is from the Daily Mail. The Melbourne Zoo has stopped giving fruits to its animals because it is found to be making them fat and causing rotten teeth. Zookeepers found that fruits are being cultivated to become sweeter than they were before, Mm -hmm. making it unhealthy for animals to consume. As a result, monkeys in the zoo are no longer eating bananas, and red pandas are being introduced to panda pellets, mm-mm, packed with vitamins and minerals. The zoo has slowly replaced fruits with leafy vegetables in an effort to create a healthier diet for its animals. According to a report by the Australian Department of Health and Aging, humans still benefit from the healthy, natural sugars found in fruits, despite its increased sugar content. But for animals, the higher level of sugar content can prove to be detrimental to their health, especially if the animals tend to consume lots of fruit. Melbourne Zoo's head veterinarian Dr. Michael Lynch talked about the red panda as an example. He says, Fruit is a highly desired item because of its sugar content. So many animals, especially primates and red pandas, they will selectively eat the fruit but not other elements. The panda pellets ensure that the pandas will receive important nutrients that they might not necessarily get sufficient amounts of in genetically modified fruits. The issue is that the cultivated fruits have been genetically modified to be much higher in sugar content than their natural ancestral fruits. It's interesting. After doing a lot of nutrition here, I tend to eat less fruit, he said. So, I guess I've been eating a little less fruit myself, but that's a whole other story, and that's just me. But in the meantime, yes, yeah, so I don't have a song about fruit queued up for that. I've got an apple. I'm going to go eat it. What's that, Arwolf? I'm going to, in protest, I have an apple, and I'm going to eat it. That's right. All right. Well, you are an animal, so I think you can handle the content. A human animal. But I do have a song about a pickle. That's kind of a fruit, isn't it? <laughs> How much is that pickle in the window? The one that Santa poked the pail. Took me a fearful cost is that pickle in the window. I do hope that pickle's for sale. My ass up too. A pickle is good with hot doggies. Or salami what's hard like a brick. But never eat pickles meat ice cream Cause ice cream and pickles don't mix Oy. How much is that pickle in the window? Is it sweet or sour, Mr. Borkin? I want me a pickle, a big one Cause a pickle too small is a jerkin
in the papers, there are burglars. <gasps> a gun for a Jew in bed. <laughs> Some watchdog, a pickle will come in so handy. With that pickle, I'll break him his head. Who oh, I'll give him such a zet. I don't want a knish or a blintze. Or a doggy in the window called Schmero. Please take out that beautiful pickle. But don't lose your hand in the bell. Don't be half trave by kosher pickle to be sure. How much is that pickle in the window? The one that's on top of the cancer pail. How much is that shiny pickle in the window? Oh, I do hope that pickle's for sale. Dill pickles, sour pickles, garlic pickles, knobble pickles, cucumbers, joykins. <laughs> Happy also, brother. Exactly. That is Mickey Katz, and how much is that pickle in the window? Now, he said there, pickles and ice cream don't mix. And yet I looked on the web and there's an article that said, Pickle ice cream is now a reality. This is according to simplemost.com, which I often consult. It says here, pickles are going through a bit of a renaissance lately. From pickle cupcakes to pickle mozzarella sticks, okay, maybe that's savory, to bacon pickle fries, again savory, and even pickle beers, hmm. Pickled cucumbers are having a major culinary moment, it says. Just in time for summer, this article is from May, we now have ice cream treats that taste like those vinegar-soaked treats. Pickle-flavored ice cream is Instagram famous at the moment, thanks to the Lucky Pickle Dumpling Company, a spot in New York's Upper West Side. Lucky Pickle Dumpling was created by Jacob, whose last name is absolutely beautiful, and I couldn't pronounce it if Ahaji Georges, perhaps the founder of Jacob's Pickles and Mason Pickle. The recently opened fast casual restaurant has dumplings, noodles, a pickle kiosk, and pickle-flavored soft-serve ice cream. The New York Times compared the dessert the dessert to cucumber-frozen yogurt, which doesn't sound so bad, really, because cucumber has a natural sweetness to it in a way, but how pickled is it? I mean, a really sharp dill pickle with garlic ice cream? I don't know. I've heard of—a friend of mine once had lobster ice cream. He said it was disgusting. Well, I hope that these uh, editorial comments have been very helpful to you. Now, things are happening fast. October is whizzing by so quickly. It's October 25th, I believe, which makes it October 25th. That means next week is Halloween on Wednesday. And then Dia de Muertos after that. I want to read again to you information about what's happening at the Detroit Institute of Arts. In celebration of Dia de Muertos, the Day of the Dead, the Detroit Institute of Arts, in partnership with Detroit's Mexican Consulate, invite you to explore a community exhibition of Ofrenda Altars. In Mexico and other Latin communities, the Day of the Dead is the time of the year to celebrate the lives of close relatives, friends, or community members who have passed away. Objects important to lost loved ones, such as favorite foods, drinks, mementos, and pictures, are collected and incorporated into elaborate displays that include pan de muerto, bread of the dead, which you can buy around Mexican town in Detroit this time of year, pan de muerto. 
sugar skulls. You can also buy around Detroit candles, flowers, papel picado, known as paper cutouts, and other decorations. The Ofrendas exhibit will be on view during regular museum hours and are included with general museum admission. This is at the Detroit Institute of Arts, now through Sunday, November 11th. I have found a song about Dia de Muertos, which is sometimes called Dia de los Muertos. This I don't know that this is necessarily a traditional piece of music, one would say, but it is a group called the Abe Lincoln Story. We'll have get to that in just a minute, but first of all, I want you to know this out of the Associated Press in Haddonfield, New Jersey. The woman who created the Thanksgiving staple called the Green Bean Casserole has died at the age of 92. Dorcas Riley died on October 15th, and her family will celebrate her life, or actually did celebrate her life. No, actually, she's going to celebrate her life this Saturday in the town where she lived, Haddonfield, New Jersey. Riley was a Campbell's Soup Kitchen supervisor in 1955 when she combined green beans and cream of mushroom soup topped with crunchy fried onions for an Associated Press feature. It's the most popular recipe ever to come out of the corporate kitchen at Campbell's Soup. Riley didn't remember having a hand in it, though, when the AP uh, marked the recipe's 50th anniversary. She said the dish was among hundreds she helped create, including tomato soup meatloaf, a tuna noodle casserole, and sloppy joe-like soup er burgers. Remembering Dorcas Riley and the impression she's had on our lives. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while. It's been a half hour. Arulf is next with Face the Music. Then at 8, Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop. At 9, lots more music at 9, 10, 11, 12, on and on through the evening. Keep listening to WCBN. Never stop doing that. Here are, or is, the Abe Lincoln story and Dia de los Muertos. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor.
Okay, you're right. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's almost 7 o'clock. And I'm almost our wolf. Who are you? I thought so. Well, listen. I want to thank Mike for another invigorating 30 minutes of just about everything, except for things that wouldn't fit in. He waved a book at me and said, uh, well, maybe next time for this one, right? And I'm glad, that, Mike, that you incited me to uh, take an apple out of my bag and go down the hall and gnaw on it, because it was, it was a delicious apple. It's just what I needed. So now I'm ready for Face the Music. I hope you are, too. This program is a, a 60-minute history lesson that generally doesn't feel so much like a history lesson, usually. It feels like some sort of therapy, I think. That's certainly how it affects me. What I've got for you, and this is the fifth and final week now in a series of programs that are inspired by streets and uh, avenues and thoroughfares, things like that. Tonight, the, uh, the rubric we're operating under is from the gutter to the crossroads. So we even make it to the highway here a little, a little way later. But we got to start in the gutter, and this will lead into a quite a number of alley songs. You wouldn't believe some of these alley tunes that I dug up. This whole first half of the show, predominantly from the 1920s, but the first selection is called A Selection from the Gutter. It's a piano solo recorded in 1939 by Mr. Art Hodes. Let's start in the gutter. Thank you. 